world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash Patreon. journey of conversations on the fringe good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world my name is josh that is jason and melissa reed this is the red pill project conversations on the fringe live with you every friday night 9 30 p.m eastern standard time this is where we talk about uh the conversations that aren't normally talked about throughout the week when we kind of drop the political jargon for a little while and expand the mind and, and talk about the discussions beyond normal conversation. Um, I don't. I can't promise that tonight, though, because there are a lot of serious things happening in the world. Um, and one thing that's on a lot of people's minds is the, uh, the collapse of uh, the Silicon Valley Bank um, and what effects does this have. So we might just touch on this for a little while and talk a little bit and let that conversation expand from the financial collapse into Trump and the 10 cities, the Great Reset, all this stuff that's happening. And, and then really expand the conversation from there. But Jay and Melissa, man, how you guys been? How we doing? Good. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. I, I appreciate you guys joining me tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Little cheers to everybody out there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whiskey Fridays not, and vodka too. Not, it's not ma. It's not juice, guys. It's not, not juice. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty interesting times, you know. Like when we we were doing shows together and stuff. I remember saying, 
you know, this was going to happen. You know, the the great question would be is, is this, We I think what we always said was the great reset is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's who controls it when it's over with. Right. It, it, it survive. It survive what happens, right? Yeah. Is that we always knew that this is going to come to a point of chaos to where everything would begin to collapse and fall down. And it's in that point in time that the globalist, the, the evil in the world, was going to rebuild. We got the solutions. We'll come in. But we always thought that that's when the patriots would make their stand. And our perspective was to survive till that point. And it seems right. to be that this is the fucking truth. Exactly. That's a scary, scary time, you know. Or is it, right? You know, the one thing that I think that I think about is it's going to be biblical. Mm. Well, if you think about the Bible, right, it has a beginning of time or the beginning of man. So if you say it's going to be biblical... Is it a story that they add to the Bible, hmm. right? What does that really mean? Interesting. Or does it mean we start from the beginning again? Yeah. Uh, right? Right. So or, there's yeah. a lot of plausible things that that could mean, and I, I can't say that I'm necessarily crazy about what those mean or what the interpretation could be, right? So... These are the things that I ponder at night if I'm not pondering work. <laughs> I feel right? you on that. So so what does that really mean? You know, but then we also look at like Trump's exit speech when he left and he says the best is yet to come. Hmm. Right. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Because right now this isn't the best yet to come. Right. Right. So but it is for some people. It's just not our people. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, uh, so it's, it's interesting. And, you know, we are seeing some great things happen. I saw something today with Josh Hawley. He just ripped, uh, the attorney general. I mean, right. he ripped him, you know, and it was about the raid on the guy's home. Yeah. With on, the, on, tr- oh, on Trump's home. Or was it the, so no, it was on the that it was that guy that him and his wife were out front with their oh the J sixer, yes, I I don't know if he was a J sixer he was I he's think. got his thirteen year old kid sitting there on the porch with his hands in the air, and he has a bunch of little girls too yeah yeah and he was at January sixth but he had nothing to do with anything and they showed up guns drawn at yep. his house and yeah massively Holy excessive ripped. force. He's like, I would have came down to the station if they just called me. Like, yeah. why come to my house and do that to my family? Because they're trying to send a message. You know, this is this is 100% tyranny. You know, I, I uh, man, I, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Glenn Beck, but I think it might have been Bongino. I was listening to Bongino yesterday, and somebody from Congress was interviewing somebody, and he was trying to answer a question and she goes, I'll retake my, my time. And she just kind of ripped this guy. And Bongino said it best. He was like, you know what? Who the F does she think she is? She, he, she works for him. 
they work for all of us. They have no position to ever put us in a place of telling us to shut up and be quiet. Yeah. You're going to retake your time. He probably paid to fly there. He's probably paying for his own attorney <laughs> to be there. You're talking the about. The, so there's two different ones. There is a union CEO. Right, so it's a union CEO, and then there's a CEO of Norfolk Southern. Most likely, you're talking about the union CEO. He was ripped by a few different people, and he was he was right back at him like "fuck you." Like I don't think you understand. Like one Republican was like, "You don't work. You never worked a day in your life. You just collect a paycheck from all the people you steal money from." And he's like, "What the hell are you talking about, dude?" But yeah. you know, there, there's some serious stuff. Hey occurring right now, especially in Congress, because you know what we're seeing? And this has been my perspective for a very long time, and I'm glad people are finally waking up to see this, is it doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. They don't work for you. Nope. They don't work for you. They work for private and corporate interest. Okay? Understand that. We might have our favorites. We might think that there's a few good guys, and there is a few good guys in the ranks, okay? But they know as well as we do, they don't give a fuck about you. This is about the global agenda. This is about stopping Russia and China because they're bad guys, okay? They're bad guys, and they're unveiling all of their secrets. Like, we don't want our dirt put out there for the whole world to see. We don't want to be judged for the crimes that we've committed. And the United States of America, through the federal government, has committed a lot of crimes against humanity. And that's what Russia and China are trying to do, is they're trying to basically pull the mask off and say, look how fucking evil the West has been to the world the last 50 years. Let's start with Ukraine and just start pulling back and follow the money. And the United States is like, well, we got to stop these guys. We can't allow that to happen. And the Republicans are jumping right on board with them because the Republicans are getting kickbacks from all those wealthy philanthropists, from the um, the non-government organizations, from the pro- non-profits, from the corporations, and even from the super PACs that are fun- uh, getting funded by all of this money embezzlement, money laundering, criminal activity this crime syndicate yeah you know yesterday i got a phone call from the republican uh national lawyers association it was actually the lawyers association and so they were like so i was like listen i'm not giving the republican party any kind of money and so like well last time you donated two hundred dollars sorry babe and (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so i was like you tell me what the republican party's done for me because donald trump's not in office and she's like, she's a, this woman was from Long Island. I could hear her accent. We started talking a little bit. And she's like, listen, Jason, I'm 74 years old. She's like, I voted for him both times. She's like, I don't understand why he lost. Well, I do. Yeah. Okay. So, so more or less, as she, she was talking to about, you know, all the lawsuits that they're involved in and all the things that they're doing and how they need the money. Yeah. What, what do you need my money for? You know, the man that is the House Speaker raises $500 million a year. Go get his money if you want to, you know. But, oh, wait, sorry. He needs that $500 million to distribute amongst and throughout the country for re-elections, mm. right? So, you know, politics is really interesting. And, you know, even though it's a, it's a fictitious show, Yellowstone really gives you the the perspective of, hey, these guys are horse ranchers, or uh, they're cattle ranchers, right? And so I won't blow it all for you, but more or less is they have this massive sprawling um, 
uh, ranch. Ranch, yeah. In between like two mountain areas, okay? And it's called the Yellowstone. And it's outside of the Yellowstone Park and it's in Montana. But more or less, it's been in the family since like 1800s. And they've kept it from them. Well, the Native American people, they want the land back, right? And then you also have, you know, California and New Yorkers that are like, oh, wow, look what we can do with this this state. Look at how we can generate revenue. You know, and most of the people in the in the Montana, in the TV series, are like, listen, we don't want this. Yeah, We live here because of this. We don't want this, you know? And so you have this... You have this, you know, he has to play politics. If he doesn't, he, he could get his land taken away from eminent domain, right? Mm-hmm. And Montana could just be like, look, you got way too much land. You know, this is a perfect place for a new city. So you think about all of the things that have to go through when you own a business. Even when you look at a small business, right? They're talking about taking the tax rates up on small businesses from 21% to 28%. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. You guys make 20 No, it is a big deal, right? Because my insurance has gone up. My fuel's gone up, right? All of these things play a part in my bottom line, whether or not I'm going to be able to pay myself. In, in an industry, quite honestly, that is relatively has poor margins, you know? It's not like... You know, I got somebody who was going to do concrete for my building. My building's 30 by 40, okay? So 1,200 square feet of concrete plus a little out outskirt pad in front of the doors and then a lean-to. Mm-hmm. And the guy wanted 30000 bucks for two days' worth of work. Hold on. Two days' worth of work, $7,000 worth of concrete, okay? And he might have – and he has two guys helping him. So let's you figure out the fuck number. off. Fuck yeah, I did. And I'm like – this guy's gonna walk away with twenty thousand bucks in two days. Not on my dime. You know, I'm not doing yeah. it. I don't care how good he is. I'll, I'll do it myself and deal with lows and highs in my concrete. I give no shits because I'm not paying for that. But you know what? Masons are so difficult to find right now that honestly, he can get it. He yeah. doesn't need me to pay him because somebody else will pay him that doesn't know how to do it or is afraid to do it, right? So, go ahead. Well, you know, I, so I, call, I I went out and put notifications out there after we saw mm-hmm. uh, all the information. So if you didn't see it, there's Bank Contagion. This is their fearing uh, the run of the banks. If you guys didn't see any of my other shows earlier, uh, Wells Fargo apparently had some technical difficulties. This is why people's paychecks were not deposited into their accounts. Well, it wasn't just Wells Fargo. It was basically every single major bank had problems depositing money today because of technical errors. You have to understand, a top 18 bank collapsed yesterday with $280 billion under management. Assets, $280 billion worth of assets. They collapsed yesterday. They got seized by the government today. Multi-millionaires who keep their money in this bank couldn't get their money out. Okay? This is a serious problem. Um, and all the other banks are coming. Which means that people were going to do a run on the banks. People were going to go to the banks and start taking out cash. So what Wells Fargo, Chase, and all these banks did is they held your freaking direct deposits and said it was a technical issue. They did the same thing during COVID, okay? This isn't a technical issue. They literally held your direct deposits in case there was a run on the bank. They had money to back up 
and they could close off the banks and have money to basically substantiate themselves and stay alive, which I understand that. But it goes to show you that you don't own that money when it's in the bank. Now, I went to Wells Fargo after I, me and Jay were on the phone. Jay's like, I'm going right now. I'm like, okay, I'm going too. I got off the show. And I got text messages and calls from tons of people. One dude I know went out and took all of his money out of the bank. Okay? All. And, and it's no small amount. It's a lot of money. They had to make a few trips. Okay? With guns. But I went to the bank, right? Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing, man. If, if, if it, let's just say it all goes like this, crumbles right down, right? That paper money we have is worth shit. Yeah. You know no, what? not necessarily. Hold White goats. That's what's worth something. No, not necessarily. Yeah. If you go back to 1929, when the banks collapsed, yeah. the money didn't lose value. It didn't really? hyperinflate overnight. The only way that you're going to see things hyperinflate is if, the global markets drop the treasuries back on the market, flooding our debt back on the market, which basically makes us insolvent, which skyrockets inflation and decreases the buying power of the dollar. That's the only way that that happens. That's a good possibility, but that would happen right around the same time that a nuke would be launched towards the United States and they wanted chaos, right? So mm-hmm. that's a very unpredictable scenario. It po- it's a good possibility, unpredictable scenario. Uh, what you're most likely going to see is a recurrence of 2008. It's not. It, this is not nowhere near the same thing as 2008, but you're going to see the same thing similar to 2008. Stocks will begin losing values. Banks will start losing value in their stock, which they already did the last two days. They'll rebound next week, okay? They'll come out and assure their stockholders that everything's fine, we're good, we're good, and, and people will take the bait, and they'll start putting money back in, okay? In about two months, J.P. Morgan Chase will be the next bank to go down. And basically, if you want a good perspective of what's going on here, is banks have like long-term investments and short-term investments, right? Right. Okay. Yep. So think about this. If people deposit money with the bank, the bank has to pay you for that deposit money. The thing with checkings accounts is the amount of money they pay you is like 0.01%. It's, it's negligible because there's so many right. people depositing money in. But if you put it in the savings, it's supposed to be a little bit higher. But guess what? When they increased the interest rates, the bank said, fuck that. We're not paying out those savings accounts. So they didn't go out there and pull the money out of the supply chain. Instead, people saw alternative investments. Well, either way, the bank has has to pay you. So the depositor money becomes a liability for the bank. So the bank has to go out there and take the money from the deposits and invest it in something that's going to generate a return to pay for its liabilities. So they do kind of like three different types of assets. You got loans and, and uh, you know, certificates of deposits, these types of things. You got, basically think about it as short-term and long-term. Now, the long-term things are usually bonds, okay? And bonds are really, really secure. They're really, really good. There's only one scenario where bonds are really, really bad, okay? Now, for instance, all the banks that we know of today, you got to remember, back in 2020 when the economy was collapsing, these banks didn't have liquidity. They didn't have money. So they needed to do something to increase liquidity. So they had cheap money, and that's when they took in a lot of deposits, and now they have to pay back the liabilities. Okay. So what they did is they restructured their debt back in 2020. They took all those long-term bonds that they had that were um, paying out, and they restructured them in short-term debts, which are more volatile. Short-term bonds, okay? Yeah. 
as the interest rates rose, that short-term bonds went belly up. Why? Because as inflation or as interest rates increase, the bond rate decreases. And it's right. basically 1% times a 10x multiplier of the inflation or the, uh, the interest rate. Okay? So as the interest rate goes up, the bond market goes negative. And that means that this asset that they have now becomes a debt or a liability. liability. Yep. And so what just happened to um, the bank there in Cal- California, um, Silicon Valley Bank? Is this is exactly what happened? They had hundred and eighty billion dollars worth of these short-term bonds that just went belly up. They're negative on, it, and they couldn't make the payments on them. But hopefully, they get to secure the money and get to the people. Here's the thing: J.P. Morgan Chase, they have the same thing. Wells Fargo, they have the same thing. Wells Fargo is at twenty-five percent in the sense of uh, upside-down debt. So think about this: is twenty-five percent of their assets are bad, where Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, is like forty percent of their assets are bad. And here's the thing, is interest rates continue to go up, that percentage number increases. Now, Jerome right. Powell just came out this week and said, interest rates are going to increase, at least for the next six months. This means that in the next three months, those banks are going to see skyrocketing debt or basically upside down investments on their assets, returns on their assets, which means that they won't have the money to cover it. Now, here's the other problem that this is why we have the bank contagion or the fear of the run on the banks. Last year, in November, they reported that disposable income had decreased the largest amount since 1934. Okay? In 2022, disposable income decreased $1 trillion. Now, People are like, what the fuck's disposable income? After you pay your bills, that money you have left over that go out into the market and do things with, that's disposable income. Now, initially we thought because people were living paycheck to paycheck, and you've seen all these numbers. People are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, you know, six-figure households are living paycheck to paycheck. Is this really what's happening? Because last week the banks came out and said, hey, we're raising the saving rate to 4 to 6% so people will start putting money back into the banks and putting in savings accounts and they they said because people are pulling their money out of the banks in the advent of what we just saw the last 3 months 128 billion dollars has been pulled out of the banks 100 by Americans why? Because they're getting better rates of return on various different online platforms and cryptocurrency and real estate and art and all these other things, in gold and silver. So people are taking their money out of the banks and putting these other investments. The banks are losing their ass now. And so the banks are like, "Uh uh-oh, and they're afraid that they're running the banks. So only people are only putting the money in their bank account to cover their bills, is basically what what is going on here. And so this is going to be exasperated massively. Okay, and, and I'm warning people. I'm telling you if, you, if you don't have gold and silver, get gold and silver. If you don't have cryptocurrency, get cryptocurrency. But what I see with this economic collapse is you're going to have a stock market tumble. Okay, you're going to have you know the, a run on the banks. The banks are going to crash. Okay, 401ks are going to plummet. Right, if you have investments in your portfolio, they're going to plummet. Okay, and people are going to be like, "What the hell?" And there's going to be mass layoffs. And what you do with your money, if you got cash sitting at home, if you have gold and silver, firstly, gold and silver is going to skyrocket. Cryptocurrency will skyrocket in price during this time. I've already called this for years. The other thing that you do 
is you put your money back in when you believe the bottom is at and you start buying up every single blue chip on the fucking floor. You go out there and you buy Johnson & Johnson. You buy Walmart. You buy PepsiCo. You buy dividend-paying stocks when they drop 80% in value. Yeah, because- but why do you want to go and... Right, why do you want to go and repeat the cycle again? Why do you want to put money back into the deep state? I Let would, them fucking yeah. fall. Because that's let's the go, thing. Is it's let's not go, go put money into mammoth. Let's go you, put money into Trump land. cities. Let's go put money into things that I understand what that you're saying. Want. Let me ask you this. You're talking about the extreme wealthy on this planet, right? The extreme wealthy. Yeah. yeah. They're pulling their money out. You're losing yours. They're okay, they're pulling their money out, betting against you. Okay, all the 401ks and pensions decrease in value. That money goes to them. Okay, what do they do with their money after this? They buy too. They reinvest it back into that market and buy up ownership in all those companies again. So it behooves you to put your money back into that same time because that value of those assets are going to increase. You put 100K in, you pull out 180X on your money. That's millions of dollars. Now you go into the Trump city and you buy your 200 acres of land and you build Reed Tower or Reed Ranch. And it's a bigger story than going there with $100,000 that you were going to invest in the market and buying two acres of land and having Reed Farm or Reed Homestead, right? It's a big difference. It's a big difference to financially, yes, but that might not be what my heart desires. Yeah. Do you I see Jay's eyes when I said that? It's, it's what is art saying? Like, that's not a bad idea, yeah, you man. You can go live with you. No, we're not on the same page there. My thoughts are is, you know, the one thing that I see a lot of is people talking about simpler lives. Right. Okay. That was the thing on TikTok I was telling you about. And so when you think about a simpler life, money ain't it, man. They've, they've you know, literally, 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 I get. You know, because I run a business, right? Everything is about money, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is about cash flow. It's about do I got enough money to make my payroll? Which I, I really haven't had to worry about that, but I might have to worry about that. And why, right? Is because they've told us that. Well, right? I saw this girl. I I'm gonna get hold on. Yeah, I saw this girl today on TikTok, and she says, "We've got a problem." I went to use my EBT today, my EBT card, and I'm a single mom with three kids, and I get $900 a month. And she says, I went to go get my groceries, and I went to cash out, and I only had $4 in my EBT card. Oh. So she called She called the, you know, the agency where she gets it from, and they said, you got scammed. You know, they had a scam reader, and they took your, your money. And she was like, what am I gonna do? How am I? How am I gonna feed my kids today? And I thought this is the number one problem that we have in this country: is you think the fucking government needs to pay you or to take care of you? It is your job to take care of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not the government. It's not your next door neighbor. It's your job. Now, I'm not saying that there are people out there that don't need assistance right there's lots of reasons why somebody could and i'm okay with helping somebody maybe i have to help that somebody for the rest of their life because they have a disability i'm okay with that but if you're able-bodied and you can work guess what 
you could have taken that $900 and you could have done anything you wanted with it, right? You could have, could have bought in chickens. Then you didn't have to pay for $5 eggs right now, right? How many chickens do you really need? I can tell you right now, we have 18 egg-laying chickens, okay? Right now, in summer or in wintertime, you mean we get about... Has. Yeah, Melissa has 12. <laughs> we get about 12 eggs. We don't eat 12 eggs a day, right? So we have a surplus. I honestly think two people could have two chickens and be... Well, you actually need six. Sorry. Oh, well, then you get chicken math, and then you end up with <laughs> 25 of them. So... <laughs> like that today, a charger supply, actually. Well, so... so I, I understand what you're saying. I, I agree. Okay. But what you're talking about is old world thinking. You're thinking about how they've conditioned us with money. Okay. So let me interject because you two big mouths are talking. So TikTok, there was a girl on there who was a serious homesteader. And she said, the saddest part about something that I've learned as I've gotten older is we've been told that we need to work our entire lives to all of a sudden have this pot of gold at the end of our lives. Mm -hmm. The pot of gold is retirement. We're gonna retire. You can't even think about retiring right now. You better be making millions of dollars to retire and live the way that you're living. So why would I wanna feed into that? So, well, let me explain this. I'm and, not hold on, and hold on for a second. I love you, but hold on. It's been too long since I've been on with you. And the same thing about the grocery stores and all of the food and all of the restaurants that they have put out there. So you can go through and get fast food instead of taking all the time in the world to grow your own food. Okay. I understand completely what you're saying, but your thinking is the old world of thinking because you're looking at, yes. you're, you're talking right. about money as a means to an end. I'm not money's a fucking tool. It's an int so think about this is right. that we go to a marketplace and that marketplace says, what skills do you have? And I say, these are my skills. The marketplace says, I'm going to pay you this value for those skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. I give the energy in and the money is the intermediary of the energy I expended to the marketplace. That means that I get to take that money and go out there and I can use it to pay bills. I can buy food. I can get a car. I can pay mortgage, these types of things, right? So the money becomes an intermediary for my contribution to the market. I don't look at money as a means to an end. Money's a tool, okay? I look at it like this, is if I had, if I understood the market cycle and I knew that when the markets collapse, if I get in there and I can buy up, if I can get in there and buy Walmart, they're not going anywhere. Johnson and Johnson, they're not going everywhere. You want to know why? Even into the big market. No, That's I'm not. You, right you, you have. Okay, listen. Money should make money. Money should make money. Okay. Right. Okay. You're in the new, new age of thinking. The old age of thinking is you live this lifestyle and you stick to what you can use and reuse and collect your money and live your life. Now you're living in the. This is broken. I need to go fix. I need to no, go no, 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 no. You, you're not letting me finish here. That's when I invest well. in Walmart, Walmart pays a dividend every quarter. When I invest in Johnson & Johnson, Johnson & Johnson pays a dividend in quarter. Do you know the one stock in the New York Stock Exchange that has beat every single recession with a positive net gain and paid dividends out? Johnson & Frickin' Johnson. Want to know why? Because everybody needs toilet paper, soap, and frickin' paper towels, and frickin' toothpaste. No matter what happens in the world in the modern age, people are always going to buy those things, and that's what Johnson & Johnson provides. And guess where you get them at? 
Walmart. Those two stocks will always pay you a dividend. So if you put money in and you don't have to do anything after that, you just put money in and it begins to rise in value and every three months they're sending you a paycheck and you don't have to do anything. Guess what? That's a that's my money making money. That's an investment, smart, putting it in and making money. Okay, the stock exchange is simply a place, a place where I can use it to make money. Here's the thing. I am now, let's say I invest $100,000 into the stock market and it goes up a 10x. I make a million bucks. Great. I have the million in there. It's reinvesting. The dividends are paying me a living wage, two grand, three grand a month. And I live on a fucking ranch in the middle of Wyoming or Montana and I'm homesteading and I have income coming in every month to pay my annual taxes. There's nothing wrong with that scenario. That's a really good scenario. No, what I'm there's nothing to... wrong. But, but, but hold on. Time out. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you think that if we built a Trump city, that Walmart's going to be let in? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Absolutely. No. No. They're globalists. Why do you want the globalists to be part of this? Why would you want any of them? No, it's going to be. Them. It's going to be they Mike. Were, they were just getting ready to. It's going to be Lindell Mart. <laughs> it's going to be Lindell Mart. Yeah. Who gives a shit what it is? <laughs> It better not be Walmart. It better not be Johnson and Johnson. It better not be Pepsi. It better not be Coca-Cola. But it will be. But no, it won't. I don't understand why you think that. It, they're the globalists. You're literally saying, well, "Hey, go back and support the globalists." So just you're you're missing a big mess. part here. You're missing a big point here. Walmart employs over a hundred and eighty thousand people. Okay, those people aren't evil. Dick. Yeah, those people aren't evil. Those people have jobs. Walmart provides jobs. Walmart's in the business of providing jobs. Johnson & Johnson, they have 50,000 people who work for them. They provide jobs. Damn right that Donald Trump's going to bring them in. Or whatever these cities are. And you're not going to be able to get them out there. As long as they're going in there and they're renting the land or whatever it is, they're going to be able to go into these Trump cities and they're going to be able to set up shop. The question is, is are the free markets going to be allowed to do what the free markets are allowed to do to where people in these cities get to choose? Am I going to go to mom and pa's shop or am I going to go to Walmart? That's the key. And it's all about that relative choice made by the person. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you 100%. So your lifestyle and what you want, that's what I was saying in the beginning, are different. They're different to me. I would rather have all this land that I've purchased now, keep it, and how do I maintain it? Without, mm -hmm. I want the same like-minded community. We, I, we figured out a lot of these ways and how we can trade things for this reason. Right, but what happens, what happens when there's no income coming in, you only have the income of, let's say, the homestead, okay, and you're just surviving with that, and then property tax double because we have corrupt governments? I totally agree with you, but if we're talking about the things that Trump is talking about and he's saying that this is what these cities are going to be about, I don't need to worry about that. I mean, we've we've literally sat and had these conversations for years now mm -hmm. and all all, you know, stood on his wings and and watched what he was going to do and listened to his every word. I'm not really going to stop now. And I don't really care, to be honest, because I'm pretty happy if it collapses. It means I get to spend more time with my husband. Uh, you know, I, I, listen, I if it, it collapses, I'm, I'm not worried one bit because I've right. been told since the beginning of this, just survive. And the exactly. idea that these Trump cities could actually come in, I'm excited because this brings about 
ingenuity, yes. innovation. This yes. creates new market dynamics. The, the economy is morals and values. Well, yeah, it could bring back morals and values. It redistributes the people out of liberal cities. And so you get a a distribution of population throughout whatever states these are going to be. It's it's basically reestablishing the Western progression of what happened in the United States in the mid 1800s of of how we went West and we started staking our own land. That's what he's trying to reignite. If you go back to Joe M's video, the best is yet to come. We're the pathfinders, the pioneers. That's it. This is what Donald Trump's talking about. And here's the thing is I, I once these cities start like before they're built, I'm moving there. I'm going there. I'm there. I'm done. I, I, trust me. I'm already there because I understand the potential and the opportunity that's coming about from them. But here's the thing. If you knew that the stock market was going to collapse and once it collapsed, most people are like, dude, it's never going to rebound. And they start to pull their money out. This is why people get screwed is if you put money in at the bottom, you will make money in the long run. Why? Because that's what the stock market does. These companies are still producing. They still have people out there working for them. They're still producing products. People are still consuming the products. The stock value is arbitrary to their value to the marketplace. And so this is like going to this is like going to the store, right? The car dealership. And one day Ford brand new uh, you know, 2023 Ford F150 prices drop from $80,000 to $10,000. You going to go buy one? Are you? Yeah. You're probably going to go buy two or three of them. And you're going to sell them to your buddies for 30, 40,000. Why? Because that's a good fucking deal. That's exactly what a stock market crash is. And people need to look at it like that. Yeah, so friends of ours are selling a camper. Yeah. And they did a 150 people $100 buy-in. Oh, that's so they're selling it for fifteen thousand bucks. Amazing idea, right? Now, the best part was, so I was gonna get in. And I was like, nah, I don't need a camper. Then I was like, if I win that camper, I just paid the American dream, right? If I if I do that and I win that camper, right? Then and I sell that camper, I just paid a hundred dollars for it, right? Mm-hmm. So all the spots had filled up, and I went on there, and people weren't paying up. And then they just sent me a message, and they're like, "These people haven't paid," and I put five spots in. So now I got a one in twenty-five chance, right? Yeah, pretty damn good chances. How many tickets did they sell? Hundred and fifty. Okay, so one fifteen grand. And so if you win it, you're going to sell to your brother at a massive discount. Jeremy, how nice. <laughs> Just saying. If you win it, you can sell it to your brother for a massive discount. He'll pay cash for it and come pick it up. So you get the best of both worlds. You get his, him and his family staying with you for a few days. Um, yeah. You get a little helper on your farm. We'll stay in the camper. Huh. See how that works? <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a heck of a deal, right? Like yeah. If you, if you, if I By the way, Jay, neighbor, you're going to win. You're going to win. Watch. Fucking guarantee you, you're going to win now. I didn't really agree with it, but if we win, it's still kind of fun because I don't like losing. It's a nice camper, too. It's a really nice camper. Got an outside grill. But it's such a great idea, though, for them, right? Is make it fun. Yeah. 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 That somebody could get that camper for a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know? But that's what I'm saying about, like, what we want as Americans now. We're always, like, wanting to win we always like want to you know show how much money we have if we didn't we didn't you know have anything when we were younger you didn't have that back in those days 
you didn't have that like I mean you had a little showing off but it definitely wasn't like look at my wood cart my wood cart's better than your wood cart you didn't think that <laughs> Well, you know, and for me, it's not about money. It's about opportunity, right? No, I know. I'm not saying you in particular. I'm just saying. No, well, that's what I'm saying for everything, right? Is if I look at it in the sense is that if I had a million dollars to invest in what we're doing right here, how many different things could I do? How many more people could we benefit? How much more could we bring to the world? That that's how I look at money, right? It's not about, you know, trying just trying to survive, right? It's not like, shit, man, what the fuck are we going to do this month? Right? Right. No, I know. So it, it, it brings about opportunity. And so I look at it as an, an opportunity for investment that Trump cities are going to be an amazing thing. I think that they're going to be completely inspirational cities. It's going to be a renaissance in development and construction and technology. If he goes about and does what I hope he does and opens up various grants out there or prizes – $10 million prize for new exotic energy. Did you guys hear about this new uh, energy they just found at uh, MIT? Uh-uh. They discovered this protein in a, um, uh, a bacteria. They call it a huck. Okay? My, my daughter brought me a soda. Thank you. Called Hi, a huck. She can't hear you. Called a Hi. huck. And what they found out is this huck basically um, will take oxygen, air, and make hydrogen with it, which is instantly turned into electricity. You can, you can make electricity out of hydrogen. <clears throat> so they synthesized this, uh, this protein or whatever it is that, that, that eats the oxygen, and they got it to produce hydrogen, which they immediately went and created electricity with. It's free energy, abundantly free energy. They have an organic substance that can sit there and break down oxygen directly into hydrogen, and they're taking that hydrogen, and it's nonstop. As long as that organism lives and it has oxygen, it's going to keep on producing hydrogen. So guess what's going to be removed from the market? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that thing's going to go fucking extinct. <laughs> so you better order it fucking now, people, because you're not going to have it in like three weeks. Yep. That should be everybody's sign. When This is what I say. When the government says something, do the fucking opposite. Oh. Whatever they say is going to happen, do the opposite and just take care of you. How can well, you, you know what they do? <clears throat> you know what they do with these things? It's like the fusion stuff, right? They say, hey, you know, it's still in scientific experimentation. Um, it's going to take 20 to 30 years before we ever develop a technology off of this. And they shelf it. And people forget about it. And it goes away. <clears throat> just like with the fusion technology, they, they created fusion at Livermore National Laboratories, uh, what, four months ago, right? And they said the only thing that we have to do now is we have to figure out how to make those balls fall down and hit that laser beam that goes one millionth of a time per second. And we have to have engineers go out there and figure out that translation to do that to produce usable energy. And they said that's going to take like 20 years. Why? Why, why is that going to take 20 years? Well, we don't have a lot of people in, you know, plasma physics working on these problems. Put out a $20 million prize to the world and say, the first person who comes up with the machine to do this wins $20 million. You will see teams of 30, 40 different physicists showing up, sprouting up all over the world, okay? Hundreds and thousands of them showing up all around the world, coming around with ingenuity to design that, to win a portion of that $20 million. And within one year, I guarantee you would have the solution. 
But see, they don't want that. They don't want the solutions. They want to be the solution because they already have the answer to what comes next. Exactly. Yes. In every part of society, medicinal, everything. Your weeds, your dandelions, those are weeds. Kill them. Kill them with weed killer. That's killing you. Well, the problem with dandelions these days is even the ones that grow in your yard, they still have glyphosate in them from being killed last season. Yeah. It, it, it'll take three to four years of basically untreated soil for those dandelions to be grown without any glyphosate remnants within them. And then you have the leakage from your neighbor's yards. Exactly. That's, my, that's what I was going to say. You we literally have to that harvest that life. shit from wildlife. Right. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's how we do it. Yeah. She'd be driving down the road and she'd be like, there's mullen. <laughs> Stop. I have been the lady on the side of the Milk road thistle. with a cute little bag. With a cute little bag and I feel that I'm like, oh. Mullen, milk thistle, dandelion, squirrel. And I'm like this, looking in the mirror. Everybody watching us. It's, it's an inside joke, but Jay's turning into the Charlie Kingsbury. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that, Bobby? <laughs> Robbie called me that two days ago. Did he? <laughs> Stop stopping someone listening and go pick up the cans off the side of the road. You know Rob works for me, right? I know, I know. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Next, Jay's going to be driving out of this isopropyl alcohol. Oh, my God. Taste a little bit. I, I, I miss Charlie. It used to be fun driving around. Charlie's Charlie. a good dude. Good, good man. Kind uh, man. Right there. Kind man. Simple. Very giving man. They didn't give a shit. See, that's what I'm saying. But they, they had more money than they knew, they knew what to do with. Uh, right, but it didn't mean shit to him. It, well, but he had more money than he knew what to do with. <laughs> but it, it, he didn't care, though. Well, he didn't care to, uh, to the flaunt it. Right? Oh, no. Oh no, he didn't flaunt. And he worked every day of his life, regardless. Regardless, yeah. He knew he knew he needed to for him. Yeah, Yeah. but you're telling me, you're telling me, you win a hundred million dollars, right? This is a lot of money. You're just gonna stop working. What are you gonna do? No, absolutely not. Nope. Nope. I I I hear these people and they're like, "Ah, I'm gonna stop working. I'm gonna. What are you gonna do with yourself? Well, I'm gonna keep working. The, you know what happens though is the people that nice win the hundred million dollars or they win the thirty million dollars or or the billion dollars is they 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 go through phases of money. One is called the accumulation phase that you go out and you buy toys and you do this and everything. Most people sit in that accumulation phase. This is why ninety eight percent of all lottery winners lose all their money because they just sit in this accumulation phase and they never get to the investment phase to where they go, huh? I need my money to make money. That's how it grows. But they don't right. plant those seeds. They just go out there and accumulate things. This is why, like, the majority of NFL players, 85% of them, go bankrupt. Because they don't go out there and reinvest their money. They just accumulate because the money's always coming in until the money's not coming in. Right. And that's most people out there. But, yep. you know, some people have trust funds. And what that trust fund is is the money that's in there is already invested in growing. And the distribution amount is always less than the growth amount. Makes sense. And so as that money grows, your distribution gets larger. Mm-hmm. But most people don't 
understand those things and they just blow all their money. And and that's the sad thing. And here's the thing. If I had $100 million, no, absolutely not. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out there and I'm going to create opportunities to help as many people as possible. Oh, that's nice of you. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I, 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 I would. I would. I would. I would. I'd find the right people. I I would start. How about this? I would go to Caledonia and this is a hometown where I grew up in. And I would start buying all the houses of the liberals. And I just raise their fucking rent. I love it. Yeah. Guess what happens? They have to move out. They can't afford it. Yep. And then when they're out, I sell those houses to conservatives. That's what small town America needs. They need that level of reset. A lot of moving. There's a lot there. I don't know what happened to that town. I know. Mm. It was Jones Chemical. It was Jones Chemical. That's what happened to that town. Yeah. Shocker. It's trickled right down to the latest generation. Uh, Well, you know, it's wokeism. Uh, You know, it's... I, I, I... Did you guys see this TikTok of this girl... That was explaining her pronouns, or this 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 Zem that was explaining their pro their Zem pro pronouns. Are you saying Zem? I yes. I am because it's funny. Um, what the fuck's that? Okay, this is fucking hilarious. Okay, <laughs> I can't wait. So let me let me get it pulled up, and then I'm gonna have to share it and kind of figure out how to do this. But I'll, I'll get it. I played this last night on the show, and, and it's pretty damn comical. Okay. I love when I go to Twitter and I lose like five subscribers. Like tuning in, they're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, do you see my husband's, well, yeah. my hat? It's actually Mel's hat. I just grabbed it. Can yeah. you see it, Josh? A little bit. What does it say? Flock yeah. Flock yeah. Flock yeah. Flock yeah. Hi. Okay. We're going to play this shit. Okay, one second. I got to... Okay, first thing I'm going to do is I got to go like this, that, okay. We're going to switch over to the Zoom setting like this. Okay, now I need to go in the Zoom. I'm going to go share screen like this. We're going to go into here. Okay, we're going to share sound and go boom like that. Okay, now that just disappeared from there. Oh, my God, I'm already mad. I'm hold on, mad. hold on, hold on. Boom. Stop okay. with bits. There we oh go. God. Okay, you guys ready? Hi, my name is Tempest. Can you hear that? I'm a member of a DID system, and several people have asked how to use the Neo pronouns that I use, so here's a quick guide. So I use they, them pronouns, but primarily I use Z, them, themself. Now, this is a little bit different from the other Z pronoun, which is Z, zer, zerself. So the Z that I use is more related to he, him. I'm agender. I don't really have any kind of gender identity, but I have a masculine body in her world, and I'm more masculine leaning in terms of like self-expression, compliments that I like, things like that. And like Cameron and Avery in our system, the not having a gender thing for me specifically is related to the fact that I shapeshifted into a bird. <laughs> I'm gonna play that part again. I couldn't hear. Yeah, we couldn't hear it at the end. 
Hold on, you ready? More masculine leaning in terms of like self-expression and compliments that I like, things like that. And like Cameron and Avery in our system, the not having a gender thing for me specifically is related to the fact that I shapeshifted into a bird. So the other birds also use neo pronouns because they don't connect to gender in a human way. Specifically, they don't connect to not having a gender in the same way that a human would. Okay. One second. Pulling this back up. Okay. Due to the fact that I shapeshift into a bird. This is a fucking mental illness. The, the, the mental illness. Like. Wait, you're shit, cock. Like. It is. You're How watching you that and you're like, ah, her. you know, like, okay. <laughs> if I ever met her, I'd call her Zizemzer. Okay, I get it, right? Like, no, you I just, wouldn't. You want to be called Zizemzer? No, I'd be an asshole. And then all of a sudden, you know, but, you know, like Cameron and Avery is the whole sex thing is like, I, you know, because I mutate into a bird. And I'm like, what? Like, did anybody tell her that birds come in two sexes, male and female? No, her family told her she could be whatever she wanted to be. And then when she went into her mental depression and anxiety, they said, honey, if you want to be a bird, be a bird. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, the teachers were like, it's okay. Fly into your corner. Fly. They probably fucking made a nest for Well, her. someone forgot to tell her birds aren't real. <laughs> she obviously hasn't seen that TikTok yet. Yeah, I just don't you know, know. Speaking of birds, is I kind of want to catch. I didn't. I catch all of your uh, David Whitehead thing about flat Earth. Earth. Mm-hmm. So, however, I will say that flat Earth has kind of started to get me intrigued a little bit, right? Because yeah. they do have some things that I'm like, well, hmm, typically intrigues people point. who don't understand it, right? Okay, so let's say that the three pyramids, if you explain it to me, I'm all good with it. The three Gaza pyramids lined with Orion's belt Mm -hmm. and have, supposedly, for 8,000 years or some shit. The Earth is spinning like this, but it's also spinning like this. And somehow, these goddamn things, and the pole shifted, pole shifted, the hot house is still lining up. So this is the idiocracy of flat earthers. The reason we know, and, and by the way, um, the the guys who did the Orion alignment with um, the, the Great Pyramids was back in the 1990s. Now, if you go and read their fucking book, which no flat earther has ever done, they tell you that the reason they date the Great Pyramid to the lower driest period 10,500 years ago is because that's when the pyramids aligned with the constellation of Orion. They don't still align with it. They have it for 10,500 fucking years. Like the the King's Chamber and the Queen's Chamber, the shafts, they don't align with the Star of Orion's Belt or Cirrus anymore. They did 10,500 years. Years ago. And to give insult to injury to these fucking morons, 
If you take the perimeter of the Great Pyramid and you you divide it by the multiplier of, um, of 42,600, which is very, very special when you start talking about the processional sequences that you're talking about, the spinning, the rotation, the, the procession, um, yeah. you get the equatorial radius of the Earth and the polar radius of the Earth to a yep. fucking T that wasn't measured on this planet until we had satellites in the sky in 1972. And what do I mean by equatorial radius and polar radius? The cir- the the fucking circle, the radius of the circle. They're, they're f- ah. Jason just literally did this to you. Hold on, Josh. Open your mouth a little bit. <laughs> so, but I did love your theory about it. Or I don't know if it was Whitehead. I was talking about um, an inner, another planet, and it exploded. Dude, this and, is a uh, great theory. So, Joe it Rogan. Was. I, it had me really intrigued, and I watched it. Um, and I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, you know, Joe Rogan's been talking a lot about the lower dryest period and, uh, you know, the destruction. So, a lot of these guys, Randall Carlson and, and Graham Hancock, they'll all say that, oh, you know, during the, the, the lower dryest period, a, a, a meteorite struck, struck the Earth, an asteroid struck the Earth and killed off the woolly mammoth and all this thing. I said, nope, wasn't. It was the moon. We captured the fucking moon. How do we know this? If you go back to to pre-Diluvian times and look at the mythology that we believe originated from that time frame, they talk about a 360-day calendar. They talk about a time when the moon was not in the sky. It's only after this, post-flood, okay, that the Hebrews come out and they make a calendar based upon the moon. Why? Because they knew they couldn't trust the solar cycle anymore and the moon was new. How would the moon do this? If the Earth and the moon came into gravitational contact at far distances, they would start to run towards each other, pull towards each other, slowly over time. And what it would do is it would elongate Earth's orbit. And as they contacted, they would eventually balance out, creating mass upheavals on this planet, creating mass tidal waves throughout the planet. Not only that, as it would elongate the orbit, maybe by 5.25 days, like how the year is 365.25 days, and it used to be 360 days. And this would also, maybe, is if they're coming together, and the moon's got a magnetic field, and the Earth's got a magnetic field, it would cause them to tilt towards each other, Magnetically, creating a 23.5 degree magnetic shift or polar shift of the Earth and its radius. Or if the moon was down here and the Earth had a move towards it, you could see that rotational shift. This has been proposed by actual cosmologists and scientists, but the scientific community is like, that's not true. And they're like, yeah, actually, actually it is. We, we have proof of this. And they're like, no, 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 it's moon capture theory. And they say 3.7 billion years ago, a protoplanet the size of our planet smacked into the earth, went through the earth and shot out the side. And the earth was a plasma and came back together and said, oh, I'm now on the earth. And the moon kind of fused that together. And they say that this is true because there's pieces of the earth on the moon. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, I'm in fucking advanced physics class. Talking to a NASA engineer, PhD NASA engineer at CU Boulder about this, right? And he's explaining yeah. this, and he's like, the "NASA doing lies." A- huh? The NASA okay. lies. Yeah, but he's explaining this, like, <laughs> and then the moon was over here. We know this because there was parts of the Earth on the moon. And I sat there and raised my hand. And he goes, "Yes," and I said, 
Uh, so you did core sample to the moon and you found part. He goes, yeah, absolutely. And I go, um, how much of the moon did you find it in the earth? And he kind of like looks back at me. He goes, what do you mean? I go, you know, if the protoplanets hit each other and they exchange material, and you know this because you found material of the earth inside the moon, wouldn't you expect to find material of the moon inside the earth? He goes, ah, oh, I never thought of that. And I'm like, so how much have you found? He goes, well, none. And he's like, huh. And I'm like, you're a PhD NASA fucking engineer. And you're telling me that everybody who's ever thought about this moon, ca- uh, this moon theory never once thought about that? Like, there would have to be pieces of the moon inside the crust of the earth and, like, we'd be able to find them, but there is none? Instead, what you find is pieces of the earth on the moon. How? Because when they came in proximity, they exchanged matter. You ever seen Moonfall? No. Watch Moonfall. It'll explain a lot of it. You think that's why Earth is hollow? And it's kind of chintzy, but it tells a good story. You'll like it. All right, we are back. Sorry about that. We uh, OBS froze. Probably because we're talking about the truth of the moon. (laughs) It's square. The moon's flat. You know what, though? If I, so I was thinking about this whole transgender thing, and Uh-oh. you know, I saw this thing about Piers Morgan, and Piers Morgan was like yeah. talking to this transgender person, and he was like, Well, what if I'm a black lesbian lady today? And yep. she's like, That's ridiculous. No ridiculous, no more ridiculous than a man doing okay in men's college sports, becoming <laughs> a woman and shattering their records. Yeah, no more ridiculous than that. And so I was actually thinking, I'm like, who's to say blue is blue anymore? Who's to say red is red? Who's to say that white is white? Who's to say black is black? And mm-hmm. so on and so on and Isn't so on. Isn't that a Moody Blues song? Because, man, <laughs> I feel sure like that Blue's color song. is more like a beige. Yeah, that's beige today. Right? Hey, beige. What's the name of that Moody Blues song for everybody out there? I want to know the name of this Moody Blues song. Which one? The one you're just saying. And who knows which is wrong or which is right. It's it's the one our father used to listen to all the time. Yeah. Rewind. Rewind. So November 2024, they're going to the moon. The Artemis mission. Okay? They're going back to the moon. November 2024. You know what they're going to do the whole time they're doing that? They're going to broadcast it live. They're going to hang out in the desert. And the flat earth is going to be, this is so fake. Oh, my God. You see the CGI? (laughs) Dude, do you see how how much they try to say NASA lies and they show all the blue screen or green screen issues and, you know, the wires and, you know. and NASA does lie. Why, though? Because I think. Why do they got to lie about space station interviews? Dude, one time I saw one and this lady had her hair and it was like literally like this. And you could just tell that it was hairspray. Yeah, hairspray. Yeah. You know, because your hair would actually be going like this. (laughs) And you know what I think is going on? I think there's a lot more things going on in space. And they don't know how to fucking they they, they're not invited up there for the most part. Hmm. And there's I I think that maybe. There's a video out there of Blumenthal, Senator Blumenthal, the Democrat, the, the, the deep stater. And yeah. he's talking about 
I think Americans are ready to learn about the dangers that we know about that exist in space. He said it. He goes that there's dangers out there that you can't even comprehend. Talking about in space. And they're talking about the UFO programs. Yeah. And this is the dude that's read into them. And he's yeah, like, but, there's you know, dangers I mean, out there that you haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, but you know, you mean, I, I don't know. I don't see things are different for you and I and all of our viewers and everything else. And the reason I say that, or all your viewers rather, is the reason I say that is, is that like we were seeing videos of like the uh, January 6th shit. And we're, I'm like, I saw that when it happened. Yeah, so I knew I. that. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why are they saying this is new, right? Well, because most people didn't see it, right? Like, this is all boring to me, like, what's happening right now. People are like, do you hear about Hunter Biden's laptop? Uh, yeah, <laughs> three years ago, I did. Yep. Where you been? <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I hear all this stuff, you know, I, I honestly think if we were, like, terming, we're in the Great Awakening still. Yeah. Because, you know, people are fucking stupid. Yeah, they they are stupid. People are freaking stupid. Okay, so I, I went I went to the bank shit. today to get cash. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, tell me how this went, dude. I go into the bank. Okay, late lament, late lament. Thank you, late lament. Thank you so much. So, um, I go to the bank today. I go to Wells Fargo, and. Nothing about ESG, nothing about diversity, equity, inclusion, but every single person was not white. That's okay, right? One woman didn't speak very well good English. That's okay. I, I don't mind, right? I stood in line, and the, there is three people in front of me, okay? The one girl that was already at the, the cashiers with the lady I was going up to, like the lady brought out the machine and was counting out hundreds for her. She got four envelopes, probably pulled out $30,000, okay? And just some young girl, and she walks out of the bank. The, the next person goes over there, and he takes out, like, 2000 Then some women's, like, old ladies in there, like, cashing a check. And I'm like, oh, she obviously didn't check out the news today, right? And so I get up there, and I go to the, the old Indian lady. And she, she goes, what can I do for you? I'm like, I need to make a withdrawal. And she goes... Seems to be a lot of withdrawals today. And I go, I know, right? She goes, it must be because spring's coming. And people just want to go out and spend money. And I'm like, uh, you work for it. a fucking bank. Yeah, Did you? It. And then I looked at her and I said, hey, have you guys got that whole deposit thing fixed yet? Still haven't received my direct deposit. And she goes, what's going on with the direct deposits? And I'm like, are you fucking clueless? Like, yep. you didn't realize that one of the top banks in the country just collapsed, that there's a run on the bank, people are literally going to the bank and pulling their money out, okay? And she's working at the bank. And, like, I was asking everybody at the bank, like, it was just me and them by this time. And nobody's like, oh, I didn't know about the, 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 the deposits thing. Oh, I didn't know about it. And they're like, yeah, so many people taking money out, I don't know why. Yeah. This is the world we Here, live you in. Wanna, do you want to hear stupid? What? I walk into the bank today, three tellers. Old lady, middle-aged lady, young lady. I really wanted to go to the old lady, but she was working the drive-thru window. So the middle lady's like, and the middle lady's kind of a bee. 
Total. So I go to her and I'm like, first thing is Aiden needs to get a checking account. So hey, I got to back up. When I walk in, I'm wearing my J. Reed Renovations sweatshirt, my mm-hmm. J. Reed Renovations hat. And they all say to me, with the exception of the young girl to the left, hey, Jason. <laughs> I go, hi, ladies. How are you? Okay. I then go over. I write out a check. And then I go over, and because Aiden is in the middle window, I'm like, I can just get out of here and go to the young girl. So I go to the young girl. She takes my cash. She says, how much money do you want? Or how do you want your money? And then she says, starts counting it out and everything. And she's about to give it to me. She goes, can I have ID? <laughs> Everybody in here knows who the fuck I am but you. And right. you're going to ask me for my ID? You just took my check. It says cash on it. It's got my signature on the front and the back. That I was just talking to this lady, your coworker. Like, why are you even IDing me? I'm not in a strange city in a strange town. Because she's stupid. Yeah. Yep. The, the NPCs, bro. I'm telling you. Like, the lady I ran in today, today, I should have been like, um, yellow dog leash, blue thunder. And she would have been like, yeah, I agree. Spring's coming. It's so nice outside. Like, I guarantee you she was an NPC, dude. Like, have you seen that, you, yes. that TikToker with oh. the NPCs? He goes around yeah. to people. He'll go, he'll go to, like, people he can, calls NPCs. And he'll walk up to them. And he'll be like, blue thunder, red road. Drove, drove the car up to the sky, out to the moon. You say? And the guy will be like, yep, yep, this is the latest version of the magazine. Here you go. It's two ninety five. And he goes, told you, fucking NPC. And he'll walk. He does these videos. Okay. I'm so, so going to do this. To so people. you know what an NPC is? Yeah, well, not non-participatory. Okay. Yeah, non-participatory. Character. All right. So there's this guy on TikTok. And he's sitting in his truck. And he's like, watch this fucking lady. He goes, this is the second time she's done this. She comes in. Or she's in her car. She starts her car up, okay? Turns her car off, gets out the door, walks around the car. And then we have another crazy billionaire. Sits in the passenger And then we have another. Then opens up the passenger side, walks back around the car, starts it up, and then sits in the driver's seat, turns the car off, and repeats this motion, okay? And she does this like six or seven times. And on the eighth time, she leaves and then comes back and starts doing it again. And he's like, so he's like, he's like, either this, there's something wrong, right? <laughs> the glitch so is a major. He knocks on the lady's, he knocks on the lady's window, and he's and she rolls it down, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "You just got out of your car and sat in your passenger seat, and you did it eight times, and then you left, and you came back, and you're doing it again." And she's like, what are you talking about? And then she gets out of the car and she walks around to the driver's seat, starts it up and leaves. And it's like, the fuck is wrong? But I've seen tons of these like NPC things going on, like people glitching out. This guy like walks into the store and he just like stops. And people are like walking behind him and he's just like this, Mm -hmm. like he can't move. Then all of a sudden he's like, and he just starts going on and it's like, what the hell is happening? Have you seen these things? No, you gotta send them to me. But we live in the Matrix. I do send them to you. You just don't ever tell me you get them. We live in the birth, we live in a simulation, dude. In the middle of the year. No, did you see that one that your niece that your niece freaking took a picture or a video of? Cassie 
took a video of her husband in the middle of a field. Okay, it was cold. It was like, I think it might have been Christmas Day. But it wasn't like, it was a polar vortex when the polar vortex was happening. And he is out in the field and this deer is in mid-stride frozen. And Zach, and Zach is up to this deer like right in its face and it's fucking frozen. Like, now, was it on the like, ground though? No, no it's standing up. It was like, look at this. This is about, yes. this is a deer. Ready? Yes. Maybe you should be Zach and I'm the deer. Okay. Okay, ready? Do you gotta face me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was frozen in place. Frozen Dude, in place. Was it though, or was it the Matrix glitching out? I don't know, but right. it was a legit thing. I'm so happy we were talking about this because I have two of them. Okay. No, so true. maybe back in <laughs> I'm trying to think January. This is getting January. good. Oh no, this is good. Okay, so I'm on a road. It's called County Road 37. I take County Road 37 to an intersection at 20A. On the right-hand side of that is a collision shop. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is in one of the Great Lakes area, or, or not Great Lakes area, the Finger Lakes area. Okay, so this is near Hornyoy Lake. Okay, so as I'm coming up to that intersection, I can see a dump truck on the side of the road. Okay, no trailer, just the dump truck. And there's a flagman there. So he's stopping me to allow traffic coming from 20A to go past me. So I'm stopped. And I'm looking over at the collision shop. And there's an excavator there. And he's basically got all of this trench, maybe 100, 200 feet of trench done. All the soil is to the right side of where he was digging. And he's almost at the end of the road next to the drainage ditch. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was on an excavator today. I can remember saying that to myself, all right? Yeah. I go up to the intersection. And so then he flags me on. I go up to the intersection. I go to the hardware store. And I'm maybe in the hardware store for 15 minutes, okay? I get in my truck. I go back the same way I came. When I go back, the dump truck's gone. The excavator's gone. The whole trench is full of stone. And all the dirt is gone. Yes, Josh, I am, I've already told her the story. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. I look at my clock because I think I might have just had lost time. Yeah. Right. What just happened? Because what he had, what work he had to do, maybe he could have done in, in an hour, hour and a half. But there's no way he did all of that work in 15 minutes. So I'm like totally messed up by it. I go back to the job site. I tell my guys everything else. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is I wake up in the morning. I go into the bathroom which is in the same area as our master bedroom. I go brush my teeth. When I come out, my female dog is on the floor, okay? Mm -hmm. And I kind of nudge <clears throat> her to get her out of my way. And when she does, she, like, comes behind me. So now she's behind me. And uh, I'm putting on my pants and everything, and I'm pulling up my pants, and I'm looking up a set of stairs because our, our bedroom's in the lower area. And our front door is there. And so I'm pulling up my pants. Now, I know it's the brown dog, okay? So I have three dogs. I have a German Shepherd, a brown lab, and a black lab, okay? But I know it's the female dog, okay? And they look different. So. They do look different. I know 100% it's the female dog. So I turn around, and I'm pulling up my pants, and I'm buttoning them, and I hear a knock on the door. And so I turn around to face up the stairs, 
and my black dog comes running out of another room that's in the same area who was never down here in the first place and there's no female dog and my black dog goes like this up the stairs and I am like what the fuck just happened because I know Bella was down here but Bentley just came running out of a room and there's no Bella what happened? Well, we also had that one time. I'm calling them lost times, dude. But I, we also had that one time when we drove past the lake. Mm. And we never, we both were like. I remember you guys telling me about this. Tell this story. Yeah. So Jason and I have driven this lake um, hundreds of times in our lives. And then now more often because we're working on it. So we had to go to an appointment. So we were driving and we had been on the lake that whole like two or three weeks before that anyways so we had driven past quite frequently in that time frame and all of a sudden both of us look over and we're like what the when did that get there and it was a whole trailer park like a whole trailer park with more than, trailer park like, there was already established trailer community that we had never seen there before so this is near the boat launch on the once again the finger lakes area yeah right. or the yeah the finger lakes area and it's near the boat launch. Now, if you know about the boat launch, it's all state land. There's no houses near the boat launch because it's state land. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is right next to the boat launch. And I'm like, there's never been a mobile home park. No. Near the state wall. Never. Great, because you would use it as a landmark because house, 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 right? Mobile home park doesn't happen. And they don't they don't build mobile, mobile home parks. parks too close to the lakes. I mean, that's exactly. real estate. Right. So all of this right section, on a section peak, on a peak. There's this whole section of mobile home park that was never there before. No. And somebody else had the same thing though. Yep. Somebody else was like, "Yeah, when did that get there?" They like, were like, "It's just location. Is it still there?" Out of nowhere. What? Is it still there? I think yes, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to drive back check. Now, wouldn't that be weird if it was gone? Stop it. You're freaking me out, man. Oh, God. So it's kind of like that we go into these parallel Time slips. Worlds. Yep, time slips. Yep. You know? And you almost got to ask yourself, did somebody travel time and fuck things up? Is it the, what is that, the collider thing? Uh, the Large Hadron Collider. Um, yeah. What is it? Th this is a theory that I've had a, for a long time. Um there's a guy out there by the name of Bruce Gold. It's not. There's there's two. There's Bruce Goldberg, and then there's Bruce. Uh, um, it's a different spelling of the name. Anyways, he does something called quantum jumping, and so basically he'll jump in. He says that we live in a multiverse, and he'll jump into his doppelganger and learn how to play piano. Because he goes, in all the probabilities of the universe, there had to be a probability where I learned how to play piano, a concert pianist. And so he will go into a meditation and he'll quantum jump into his doppelganger, who's a pianist, and he'll try to match his brain waves with that person as he's playing piano. And then he'll come out of it and he'll go immediately to a piano and he'll start playing and repeating what he feels. And he's he become a um, expert photographer. His his photography and, and a painter. His paintings sell for thousands upon thousands of dollars. He's a concert pianist, and he learned all of these things after the age of 80. Yeah. He's pretty freaking amazing. Um, but he, he swears by this. But if you know, he was part of the... Uh, the um, what is it it's called? It's called... Hold on. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. 
Seriously, if he's on TikTok, it's three minutes. I can watch it. So he was part of the Silva method, the Silva method for uh, self-help and meditation, Silva mind control method. Have you ever heard of this? Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. So he was one of the original instructors of the Silva mind control method. And this is what he does. And he's phenomenal uh, of what he does. And so he does quantum jumping. So his name is Bruce. I'll find it here. I'm not going to be able to find him now. Uh, I know he's on coast. He's been, I, I saw him on coast a long time ago. Just type in Bruce and she come up. Um, Bruce. There's Bruce Goldberg, who is not Bruce Bol- Goldberg. Um, Bruce Olaf Solheim. Hey, Bruce. There should be more here. And he's, he's, I, I mean, I thought he was gone, but let me, let me see if I can find him. Uh, quantum jumping Bruce something. I'll find him. Well, he's not the TikToker. He's just somebody who shares him on TikTok. There it is. I just saw him. Hold on. Bert, Bert Goldman, Bert Goldman, Bert Goldman. Quantum jumping. Bert Goldman. Yep. Bert Goldman. Bert. You can go to quantumjumping.com, which will take you to Mind Valley. That's Bert Goldberg. And Mind Valley is basically taking over all the licensing rights of the Silva method. And so, but Bert Gold, Goldberg, uh, Goldman is legit. 100% legit dude. And after the age of 80, he became a concert pianist. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing, okay? Mm. Um, and you can go to BertGoldman.com. Should take it up. Nope, his website's down. He might be dead. I, I don't know. But oh, let's hope not. Well, then maybe you can jump more. So that was actually one of my theories about life is that you actually don't die. Is that what you happens is, yeah. is that you, you, you're, let's say you're going through life and something happens and you die. Then all of a sudden you wake up in your bed 20 years ago and you're like, what the hell just happened? Man, I had a bad dream. And you go about your life. And then you get the old age, like 95 years of age, and you die in your sleep. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're 22 again. You're going, holy shit, that was a crazy dream. And it just repeats like that forever. Oh, somebody said he died in 2020. Okay, so he died in 2020. But amazing man. And you can go listen to his podcast, but he was awesome. But he talked about quantum jumping and jumping into your doppelganger. Now, one of the things that I think is that we're continuously creating our reality. Like everything that you see in front of you is a frequency that's being generated inside your brain, right? Like nothing in front of you is actually real. Your mind is interpreting what you see in front of you, which means that your mind's interpreting signals, like signal generation. So if your consciousness is variable, in its rate, uh, if your consciousness is variable in its rate, who's to say that it's not going from a lower spectrum to a higher spectrum and that there's many versatile universes that exist within that spectrum and that all of us are doing this. And that's what Mandela effects are. Mandela effects are simply, we're just in a different perspective of the universe. That's a different domain of the universe that we were in. Then we first started. 
And maybe that's even evolution. Maybe that's consciousness evolving. Is that consciousness is meant to evolve to higher rates of frequency. And when you see, when you see the Mandela effects, that means that you're actually evolving. That's what Philip K. Dick thought. He thought it was a simulation, though. It almost seems like it is. Like when you when you start to see these things, or you start to experience them, and you're like, "What the what the fuck?" Right? And maybe you're right. You know, if we're on, uh, what are we in the third dimension? Right. Well, yeah, we I, I guess that's how they describe it: third dimension. So, if you pass, if you die, and you pass the test. You move on to the next. Yeah. Right? Each stage is of learning. I don't know. I think it's hard to believe in death for a lot of people. Go ahead, Melissa. I I feel that this is my third, fourth time on this planet. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. What was your first time? I was, like, Aztec, Mayans. Mm. What about your second time? Native American. Third time? Pioneer. Hmm. Interesting. No. Yeah. Ugh. That's and why I, this stuff doesn't make me nervous. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think we all inherently fear death. But when we start to look at it in, in this perspective is that there really is no death. Is that it's just a, another transition of life. That, that energy has to transmute into something of the same or equal propensity yeah yeah somebody wrote just in watch the show that lolo's asking you to watch for two years please nope i haven't i haven't watched it yet i know i'm asking you if you would just watch it i will eventually <laughs> hey you know like when i was a kid yeah, I, I, I you know i've told you before that i've never when i was a kid i never thought my name was jason i hated my name I always wanted. I always used to say my name was Michael. We also yeah. didn't like J.C. Penny. Yeah, don't be talking about J.C. Penny. Get the J.C. Penny's. I'll get the skateboard out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. So, anyways, and so somebody just said I never felt like I was ever should have been on this rock. You know, I would say I didn't, I've always felt like trapped, right? I think the greatest thing that ever happened to my life, with the exception of my wife and my kids, was becoming... And your birth. Yeah, my birth, right? Was (laughs) becoming independent from the rat race and doing something that I'm happy to do. I think that really was like the soul freeing and isn't it interesting that that happened because of shit at the point in time was like fuck this sucks oh life is shitty why would that motherfucker do that it happened through all this chaos that originated in your life and your current paradigm was thrown down to the ground literally my wife was and you transitioned and now you're here and you're going man this is so beautiful that's what's happening to the planet right now exactly we're getting rid of all of that shit slowly but surely. Sorry. And that's why I say no more Walmart. Oh, I agree with you, but I think it's going to be a it's a little bit easier said than done. 100%. I know. You got to have Lindell Mart come about first before you can have a Walmart get rid of Walmart. 
That's what Mammoth is for. I don't even know what Mammoth is. I just see their advertisements. But you know what? It's actually a really good possibility that this could happen because Walmart is actually invested in a lot of the manufacturing and processing overseas that builds the products that they put in their stores, which are cheap and, and shit. And if a war does happen, let's say with China, that's all going to stop overnight, which means that we'd have to bring that back here where Walmart will not be the cheapest on the street. Someone else will come up, rise against them, and they will be Sears when Walmart came about. And Walmart put Kmart and Sears out of business. Mm-hmm. And so Walmart could go that route. We're always going to have that, no matter what. You're starting off a brand new society. Somebody is coming into that society with more more money, more power, more homesteading stuff, more everything. There's always got to be that that person. It's never going to go away, no matter what society. I just want spaceships. Oh. I just want spaceships. Shrooms, man. I just want spaceships. I just want to like, okay, let's get in our spaceship and go. And just go. Oh, like, man. I don't know. Uh, I think that'd be the coolest shit in the world. You? Huh? Where's it going to take you? Wherever how, I want to go. How are you in charge of that? How are you in charge of it? I don't know. But if I'm willing to find out. If, if you're telling me if, uh, if you had a uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind kind of movie moment, they opened up the doors, some people came out, and they were like, you'd walk up? Grab your shit, we got to go, can't tell you where we're going. But we're yeah. driving? Yeah, absolutely. The bloodline is saying leaders don't always have money or crowns. Here I come, guys. That's Hold on a second. Let me grab my bottle. Let's go. Then you get in there and they're all got their forks like this. They're ready to eat. And you're like, shit. So bloodline said that about not all leaders have money. This is true. But they can with our society lately, that's what it becomes. The more power you have, the more greed, the more money. It's just a large percentage of what our country is. Greed is bad. So I go back to the Bible is important. Well, yeah, they're all the seven deadly sins are bad. That's yep. why they're the seven deadly sins. Right. Gluttony. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, Gluttony <laughs> tends to wrap itself around your, your waist, right? Oh, gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Call it gluten. <laughs> I would do the space. Exactly. I would, do space. I, would, I would so jump on a spaceship and like, let's go. Yeah. I would Money is, not, is obviously in a reset. Agreed. I'd go get Aiden, though. You want to get your daughter? She's scared. If I go like this, oh, she cries. Anybody who wants to come with me. She was scared of BT. Yep. Paper right. money is fire starter. Yep. Paper money is a fire starter. All right. Yeah, good show. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to listen to Late Lament. <laughs> yeah, Late Lament is usually played... Uh, you have Knights in White Satin into Late Lament is kind of how it goes. But Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to be going to uh, Fringe After Dark. If you don't know about Fringe After Dark, go to socialredpill.com. It's free to join, 100% free to join. You can support us with subscriptions over there. And we're going to continue the conversation on Zoom 
on Fringe After Dark. If you want to find the Zoom getting over there, you go to socialredpill.com and then the events tab on the left-hand side, and you'll see Social Red Pill Zoom. And so go into that, and we'll be all in there in just a little while. I'll be in there in about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll see if Jay and Melissa are going to join us. I know they work today, so they're probably pretty tired, but we'll see what happens. But uh, much respect. God bless. Thank you, Jay and Melissa, for joining me. We'll see all of you guys next time. Have a good one. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.